What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Madhouse Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Graham, with my fellow co-host, Ryan Byrne. What's up? And today, once again, we are joined by the wonderful Chris Saragusa. How was your one-week vacation, buddy? It was fantastic. Thank you for having me back on. And of course, Ian Figueroa. What's up, everyone? Hello. And once again, the boy, Brendan Christie. Howdy. All right, boys. Big week, big week. A lot of announcements, a lot of things discovered. Who wants to start us off here? Well, for... uh... Hmm. See, I've got a few topics in mind, but the one that uh, jumps out to me the most, at least in my mind, is probably the stuff from Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. It's a big, big... Uh, not something you'd really expect from Poppy Bezos. Truly a, a sleeper drop. Or a sleeper <laughs> So, Ian, you were the one that like brought it up in our group chat about stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, so do you want like explain what it is they're doing? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so Amazon has a um designated team for developing and creating video games. Um, and recently, I heard of two games that they're in production of. I guess one is a play test, but there's one game, Crucible, which is an objective-based hero shooter, and then there's another game called uh, New World, which is an open-world MMORPG. Mm. Yeah. Now, we all sat down and watched the trailers for all of these, so Mm -hmm. we know the basic understanding. And I gotta say, Crucible? I'm getting very big, gigantic vibes from that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know uh, if anyone has has or hasn't played Gigantic here, but... Never even heard of it. I've only heard of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it was on the Windows um, App Store. It's probably why I didn't play it. It was on Steam yeah. for a little bit. I remember Steam. It was, yeah, it was on Steam for a bit, and they put it on Windows, I think. But it's a discontinued game. Uh, it was like a MOBA hero shooter, similar to Battleborn. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the yeah. comparison I thought you'd make. Yeah, it is kind of similar to Battleborn, Battleborn, though. Either, but is it similar to, like, Paragon? Or no? Um, I don't know much Dude, about like, Paragon. All of these games that were this style of game came out at the exact same time, it feels yeah. like. So I have no idea what half of the names are of them, and they just all look the same to me when I look at them. <laughs> all I know is that Paragon <laughs> was the weird one that was like very, very HD and like Unity, but yeah. like had card yeah. aspects to it. Yeah. Wasn't that like, epic? I oh! Loved Paragon. Yeah, Paragon was the... Oh, um, Paragon was epic. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was more of a that was more of a MOBA. MOBA. Yeah. That was a third person MOBA instead of a uh a, a hero shooter. Honestly, coming from Ian, I would have expected a comparison to Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't say Gigantic was similar enough to Overwatch, but Crucible Absolutely. definitely looks like it. Um I, So yeah. we'll probably leave a, a link to the trailer. Or whatever in the the description wherever you're listening or whatever if not mm-hmm. you can probably look it up on youtube it's not that hard but watching that trailer i was getting the same exact vibes of gigantic like and my my deepest fondest memories of gigantic was running around as the little scottish girl with the giant broadsword like great sword thing <laughs> yeah. with like the, the ghost knight and just slashing the shit out of people 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was by far one of my fondest memories of that game. So I definitely watching that trailer got the vibes of that and just like saw that it could be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I, I'm just surprised that it's coming from Amazon. Like, yeah. I all this was completely unknown to me literally until like three or four days ago. I mean, Amazon, Amazon has been like getting their hands into mobile games and stuff for a little while and like they're into esports enough they have twitch so Mm -hmm. i feel like it's the next step for them is to be like hey let's try and make some stuff but like gamestop made games for a little while they were publishing like stuff just that couldn't get brought to consoles and then they put out a couple games that were like pretty good from like just the gameplay alone, hmm. like what? I haven't heard of any of these like exclusives. Has been Heroes was a game that they put out. It was on Switch was... and stuff, and was apparently was really? pretty good. Yeah. Wow, that's news to me. I didn't know about that. I was it's surprised. Cool that, like these different companies are making new games and giving people new titles to play. Because hmm. I mean. Most people play or like the big triple A rated games, you know. A lot of people play League, a lot of people play Destiny 2, a lot of people play Animal Crossing. They're all like triple A title games. It's cool that Amazon is trying their hand and giving people like the same genre but different formats. Mm-hmm. My thoughts on it uh, on Amazon making games as a whole is that it could quite honestly go one or of two ways. With the gigantic super corporation that Amazon is and is becoming more of every day, <laughs> yeah. they're either going to pump out the best games we've seen in a long ass time, or they're going to pull a complete and total EA and just be like, "Here, have this half cooked piece of garbage. Give us your money." please we want to print more money just buy you know loot boxes card packs everything y'all remember anthem (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no 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 that is you want the new battlefront did you guys not hear oh what anthem got completely wiped and is getting remade but the dev team is a lot smaller i think they should have done that earlier like, pull Much a Metroid earlier. Prime type of yeah. thing. Just be like, yeah. look, we looked at it, and this game was garbage. <laughs> Dude, would Nintendo like themselves... <laughs> would Nintendo themselves look at the game, and they're like, oh, gross. We can't show this to people. And restarts? <laughs> like, I, I believe them there. See, I'm mm. just excited to see what the new overhaul is going to look like. Because when Anthem first came out, I was super excited because it looked awesome. It looked like it, it looked like it was gonna make me give up Destiny for life. I thought <laughs> I was going to completely switch over to Anthem, and then I saw just an hour of gameplay, and I'm like, "This seems absolutely pointless." It's like an hour of story mode, and then you redo every mission, and sometimes you have fun. Something, only something, <laughs> and you know, maybe like a core, like 
engine to work with instead of having to like take pieces from like one and pieces from another and like make this frankenstein's monster barely working piece of garbage that we got you know you have a problem when the starting gun does the most damage in the whole game and that the little numbers that show up when you shoot shit to tell you your damage are just for looks dude that whole thing is insane because just like it takes more effort to fake the numbers you could like i don't get that People just want to see big numbers. Let them. Jumping back to uh, Crucible, though. Ian, as the person out of our group who's by far played the most character-based shooters and like has downed the most hours into character-based shooters, what are your impressions of the game? Um, I think as long as Amazon or their gaming part stays... Um, in contact with their consumers and what people are requesting, I think they'll have a really good um, a good run because it looks really nice. Um, there's three different modes. There's um, a f- four against four uh, traditional MOBA. There's a two versus, I think, 20-ish uh, teams of two battle royale. Um, and then there's control points. And it has pretty much everything that... Uh, a game like Overwatch had um, with a little more. And I think as long as they're just on top of what is being requested or what is being noticed and um, disliked, uh, they could pull some serious numbers with this game. Hmm. Um, They've taken an initiative to make it uh, esports ready and very that's um, that's a heavy claim esports yeah. ready <laughs> yeah rainbow six siege the most esports I... ready game in history oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. man um and they also want to make it a very spectator friendly sport uh an example of that would be that there are no hit scan weapons every single weapon you use is a is projectile based oh that's hit scan chris is where you point and you click that bullet's gonna connect Mm-hmm. There's no there's no travel time for the bullet. It's you point right. and click. Have you ever played Halo? No. Uh kind of. Kind of. Uh, okay. When you shoot in that game, if your reticle is red, that means your bullet is definitely going to connect on that and you deal damage. But in the alternative is like Call of Duty where you can have a bullet in the, the air. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah. time I've played Halo was doing a lasso uh, campaign, so I never had a reticle. Oh. Okay. My only time playing Halo. Why? Uh, because it was Halo 4, and it was the easiest lasso campaign ever. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, from what little gameplay that kind of trailer or whatever showed, the game seems incredibly cool. I mean, the cast mm-hmm. of characters seem very yeah. diverse and interesting. Like, of yeah, course, you have like a very small robot just wrecking shop. There's a small yeah, there's like robot. a little yellow robot. Just there is obviously the, there's obviously like what I'm assuming is going to be the poster child character that they can make plushies of, which is the little rat dude with like the blaster. Mm. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Then there's the like giant reptilian guy who had the battle axe. Yep. 
And then it's there's like this. I think there's like an alien looking girl with a sniper. Just reminds me of Widowmaker, to be honest. There's yeah. that one dude who, watching the trailer, the clips of him were very interesting to me because it seems like they've got like the very huge narcissistic asshole type character where one of his abilities seemed to be that he threw a shield up over himself that absorbed all damage. And he was just in that shield strutting his shit <laughs> like he was the baddest bitch to walk the planet. Yeah. And like, that to me seems like it would be fun as hell. Now, question. Is this game going to be free to play or is it going to be like $60? Yeah. I don't think right. they said it. I don't it. think they've announced that I'm, yet. I'm not sure. Yeah. I could yeah, see yeah, them go good. free to play. I could see it, yeah, for sure. Definitely pick it up. And, like, or like, especially for like the first six months or something. Yeah, they definitely dude. If possible. they give it through like Twitch Prime, say they do that to make sure they get some money and people in, and then have yeah. like cosmetic microtransactions. Because I feel like yeah. the game's going to have something. Oh, hundred yeah. It's either going to be loot boxes, which are kind of on the down and out. Or it's going to be kind of like the rotating Fortnite type store is what I'd imagine. It's crazy well, that like that's like most people are doing now. <laughs> that's the two things that are now like in style for selling microtransactions in games. Just like rotating shop. Just showing stuff each day and like they used to do loot boxes, but that's now just, like, fading away. Yeah. Mm. I feel like everyone saw that they were going to get, like, actual laws around it, and they were like, okay, we gotta hold off, guys. Yeah, they're yeah. just separating themselves from a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Now, from what I've seen of the trailer, or I guess well, from what we've all seen, is, uh, right. I don't know if you guys remember, there was clips of them farming like essence or whatever off of like creatures that were in the world and yeah. they were also fighting other people is it like mm. a pvp game or like a pvp ve game like is is it like a completely competitive game or is it like there's ai enemies too um i saw a couple other videos talking about the game modes and stuff i think in the classic moba um game mode at least it's called heart of the hive um it's it's uh you yeah there are enemies scattered around the map that i mm -hmm. guess you use to level up abilities or maybe increase damage or something i don't really know how their system works but um there are enemies scattered around the map and then it's first to kill the other's titan Okay, so kind so of it like is PV, yeah, with like a jungle and everything. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean, I personally love the aesthetic of it, where it's like hunter, oh, yeah, like intergalactic dope. hunters versus intergalactic hunters, and like they each bring their own kind mm -hmm. of skill set to the table. Oh, it's like a whole Starfinder. Graphics of it are just actually kind of amazing. The graphics look really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love the art style of it. Like, like the UI looks clean. Yeah. It's. It's kind not like just a whole bunch of stuff everywhere. It's like, I don't know. Kind of I mean, most five. games are pretty average with their UIs, but it looks, it it has looks one really of, good. It has one of it's those UIs that you can look at it and you know what everything is. You don't have to just sit yeah. there and figure it 
Yeah. 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 Which I is think, like, I think that's going to help with their whole um, esports ready. Yeah, esports ready type of thing. Mm-hmm. And the other game that came out from Amazon, New World. Yeah. Yes. New World. That trailer. If people, fine. if people have not seen the trailer, pause this podcast right now, and watch the trailer, and then come back. Mm. I actually went yeah on a little bit deeper dive for that and watched uh well one when the trailer was released and then uh went back and saw that they did a developer commentary on it Mm. and uh the like whole basis of just like behind the world itself is pretty interesting uh and just the philosophy that the team has behind it is fairly interesting similar to uh guild wars they're gonna have a sort of living world oh shit cool so, uh, and it'll be uh, different sides, like, from the trailer, you see, like, that bluish-green energy uh, uh, sort of bring that creature back to life. That's the, like, uh, new, uh, that's, a, that's a life energy on the island. And oh, then you'll have... What is that color? Uh, yeah, the color of Blind Boy. Uh, you're wearing it right <laughs> now. Um <laughs> We <laughs> <laughs> got you good with that. Yeah. Um, and then the red energy is uh, the sort of uh, is the evil uh, side of it, and they're uh, sort of and they're both competing for uh, the island and uh, some of the events that they had said were going to take place. Like you could uh, either. I forget it was either like you can either choose a side or if you don't help fight back this evil, uh, the areas around the game will be or around the like setting of this will become more like hostile and dangerous because of the whole like hmm. chaos. Hmm. So your your actions actually have consequences. Yeah. And wow. uh, as we saw in the trailer, there were Roman Inquisitors. Or, or and the centurions and everything yeah. like that, and then yeah, and then conquistadors. Uh, there's going to be more. You'll see pirates. You'll see uh, Egyptian shol- soldiers and everything like that, because the whole premise of this is this island is sort of locked away from time, and uh, warriors and uh, warlords come from like all different walks of life and places in the world, and different time periods, and they all meet here. When you build your character, can you choose to be someone from a certain period, or is it like you're you uh, like the Egyptian class, the pirate class, the conquistador class? From what I saw, uh, what they were talking about, it was more gonna be, uh, uh, for those of you who know it, the sort of like Path of Exile type mm. uh, character customization. Oh okay. boy! I'm not so, sure what that is. Path, Path of Exile tree picture now, uh, but <laughs> the skill tree basically, tree. basically in the skill tree for Path of Exile is you start at the center point, and the amount of branch outs it has could is like starting your family ancestry from your thirty times great grandpa, mm. and then try to branch out that whole family. That's what the Path of Exile skill tree looks like. Uh, yeah. There's so, enough variation and oh. options that no two characters could be alike if they wanted to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As like a small side tangent, I had two uh, necromancer, or it was a necromancer, correct? 
I'm pretty I sure. I have no idea. But like the sort of main magic class, or one of the two main magic classes. One I had uh, just a, I went down the summoning route of where I just had minions upon minions on the field. The other it was just like pure utter wide range chaos and <laughs> single target the target damage that I would just be able to blow up a boss in like three spells. So, but that's the kind of like branching diversity I believe that they were talking about for character creation both in like the weapons that you can use the skills that you have and how your character looks and is perceived within the world so very free form and open character choices very much which i saw I oh, sorry no go ahead i'm done i saw um some of the gameplay at least for the beginning of the game um reminded me of skyrim meets rust skyrim meets rust uh, yeah. So Tamriel Online, or like Skyrim, the actual game. Like Skyrim, the oh, game yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't. I, you know, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. Only like five minutes of it. Just in the beginning, <laughs> um, you start sort of in the wild, crafting up gear and armor and that kind of stuff, doing stuff in wildlife, and then I assume later. You get the whole uh, uh, skill building experience. Mm-hmm. I signed mm-hmm. up for their alpha, so hopefully oh, you get in. on that. Yeah. yeah, if I do, we're revisiting this topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the alpha, I, I want to sign up see if I can get into it. Oh, it'd be that'd be fantastic. I mean, I'm always a sucker for the whole good versus evil, light versus dark kind of theme. <laughs> Guild Wars. Guild Wars. Wait, um, <laughs> the Elder Dragons. Which side would I take? If given the choice, I don't know if this game will give you the choice. Given the choice, I'm evil all the way. Um, because for the I try Horde, to do baby. I, for the Horde, for one. I try to do as much good in my Lotar. normal life as I can. So I need some place where I can be evil. <laughs> I I can't be good in both real life and video games. Like I got I got to be evil somewhere. It's an outlet for those destructive it's an outlet. desires. <laughs> I, I can't I can't destroy massive armies with bombs and spells and stuff in real life. So why not do it in video games? All right, I gotta ask you then. Where do you fall on the shopping cart litmus test? I what is the shopping? <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, dude! Oh, you're definitely putting a picture for this one. Okay, so you have a shopping cart, and okay. you don't gain anything from putting it away. Like there is yeah. no like congratulations or anything. You just put it away, or you leave it wherever. In and, the parking lot. Yes, and the idea of it is. That is a good test to see if you are, like, a good person or, like, a nice person because you're not going to gain anything from it. It just takes you a little bit of time to put it away. Oh, I put it away every single time. And at the same time, there's there's nothing you lose from it. Yeah. You know, it's not against the rules. No one's... No one usually yells at you for not putting a card away. You're not going to jail. You know? I mean, given... That if it's like a big ass parking lot and I'm parked at the back, I'm not gonna walk it all the way back to the store. But if they got one of those little like cart depositories, I'll put it in there. Um, wait, I'd tip it back, I'd walk the cart back. Would I'm you not gonna... just leave it in the parking oh. lot, or do you like 
prop it somewhere. No. You know how like in ShopRite <laughs> or like any other like the the grocery stores Walmart. and shit near us, they have like those little like sectioned off like hooded yeah. places with before you put the carts. Yeah, I'd walk it to those and I'd leave it there. If like I'm if it's a long ass parking lot and I'm parked all the way at the end, I'm not gonna walk all the way down the parking lot back to put the cart at the store and then walk back to my car. I'll leave it in one of those little side things and let the cart boys do their job. Cause like they're getting paid to do that. Fair. Um, Can you, re- yeah. I just have one quick, funny thing to say. I was yeah. at ShopRite like two weeks ago and somebody was trying to park inside one of those. <laughs> it was raining. That's not how that works. Uh, please tell me what car they were driving. Please let it be like a Toyota Camry or like a fucking. Uh, it was a mini. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking mini, mini. No, it was a. You, you, we F-150. can totally fit the Honda Fit into there. No, I think it was a Prius. Of course, of course it's, it's a Prius. Prius. Oh yeah. Of course it's a Prius. Uh, there is, <laughs> aside, aside from Mike's father, there is no good people who drive Priuses. <laughs> Dude, he did. No one ever drives a Prius and is like genuinely just like good. I care about the environment. No, Karen, your feet are small. From somebody who used to drive a Prius on an occasional basis, I hate them. I hate them with burning passion. Their seats are uncomfortable, the pedals are too small. The gear shift is in the dumbest location. Uh, it Absolutely. Can be. Absolutely. It's, it's like, like on the steering wheel and then you gotta go cuck, cuck, and then up. Yeah, if you're sitting there and it's like the dashboard or whatever, there's like a huge thing. The cup holder is like up to your shoulder. It's like, it's like keep enough room for the Bible in the car, please. <laughs> and then the, 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 what is it? The, the gear shift or whatever is right there. So you're sitting here, hands on the wheel, and it's I was eating even, even worse one because it was a ta- the gear shift was attached to the steering wheel. Disgusting. Oh. It's just oh. hilarious. Yeah, that, Priuses are the only type of car, and the people that drive them are the type of people that I imagine are like trying to park in the cart return at <laughs> yeah. the grocery store. We all know I, that one person. I can get very heated over Priuses for very personal reasons that I'm not going to discuss. Connor, but, same. But I do not like Priuses. I have a lot of hate towards Priuses. I got a lot of pent-up aggression towards Priuses, specifically gray Priuses, <laughs> but... Mine are green. Green? Priuses. Priusi? Priya people? Uh-huh. What do you want to call them? Oh, no. I was a Priuses. Priuses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I just there is no good person who drives a Prius and if you're listening to this and you drive a Prius I mean no offense you're probably a lovely person you no, probably go out and help charity and you know take your dog for a walk on like a daily basis and make sure he's a good healthy boy I don't get like Prius I don't like, get, get a better car get a, get a Honda Fit for all I <laughs> uh like do something. Just don't drive a Prius. They're the type of people to leave the cart. The type of people to leave the cart. Yeah. Yeah. There's they might be the type of people to sit there and kick the cart. 
and just watch it oh. go. <laughs> just letting the cart like, go oh, into the there abyss. There goes my bread. There goes my toilet paper. Yay! <laughs> We're done with that. Uh, see, uh, I've seen those people that are just like be maybe a couple of spots or, or like uh, quite a bit of the way and just kind of like try and like Kobe it into the that sort of receptacle. All uh, the time. Like, it's shopping the, cart golf. The like, test yeah, though. Like, with leaving the shopping cart, if you try and just, like, yeet it into the return, and you don't make it, you go over there and you're like, I admit defeat here, you put it away like a See, good person. Yeah, that splits, though. That's, like, the sort of lawful evil of, like, shit, I lost, uh, if we're doing, like, an alignment chart situation here. <laughs> it, but, like, if you yeet it and then just say, Fuck it and leave that's it. Chaotic evil. That's chaotic evil. You're just like, nah, that's someone else's problem now. You're literally the devil if you yeet a shot right away. In Jersey, I, Jersey. Will, I Jersey. will eat it and then put it away. In Georgia, I will yeet it and say, fuck off. State, <laughs> state alignment. Shout out to Georgia. Fuck you. <laughs> From Chris, apparently. Me and my friends in Georgia will go shopping cart golfing all the time. You're a bad person. Um, As someone who works in a grocery store, you're a bad person. Hey, only in Georgia. Okay, when I'm at your grocery store, I put it away. Yeah, damn right you respect my grocery store. Sometimes I sign a little note saying thank you, you know. For your kind work, uh, kind services, you're essential, and I love you. Kiss they put up a banner. Face. They put up a banner that says "Heroes work here," and I laughed at it fully out loud as I was walking <laughs> to work today. Uh, and everyone went was in, looking at me. I went earlier, and I was yeah, I saw God that. Damn and I was like, <laughs> I wanted to text you and be like, uh, with the picture being like, "Oh damn, bro, you're a hero now. <laughs> now give me your hero, hero baby." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh, no hero. Um, <laughs> I think the real hero in all of this right now is Rockstar, cause oh. they put out GTA on Epic for free. I never thought I would praise Rockstar, the company <laughs> who, when their serve their online servers went down and people were complaining about it, said, "Why don't you go outside? Why don't you do something else? Why don't you do anything but complain to us?" Oh, I don't. I never thought I'd be praising them, but I didn't know they did that. When I... GTA Online, when GTA first came out, GTA Five, and the online wasn't working, people were complaining nonstop about it. And Rockstar support quite literally was retweeting people and responding to people's tweets, being like, "Just go outside, you lazy fucks." <laughs> Rockstar wow. has a very good PR team. It's like a very. <laughs> It's like a lot more aggressive Wendy's tweets. I Wendy's treat like tweets can go hard though. Oh yeah, fast food mm. tweets in general. They'll just but... throw down on Twitter for God knows all. And now they're streaming on Twitch. Yeah, Wendy's is streaming. Yeah, they were streaming Wendy's? Animal Crossing on Twitch a few weeks ago. Good for heck? you, Wendy's. I... Dude, Wendy's remind... living her best life. All this reminds me of is the one time. Bethesda let a dude buy Fallout 4 with bottle caps. Bottle caps, I remember that. That oh, was yeah. the funniest fucking thing I think I've ever read. Side tangent aside, though, 
Rockstar, as Ryan had said before, Rockstar had released uh, GTA V all DLC fully for free uh, on the Epic Game Store. I don't remember when it started, but it ends the 25th. Yeah, it was about a so, week ago now. Uh, yeah. About a week ago, something like that. But the full game, all 80 gigabytes of glorious GTA Fury uh, for free on PC, on Epic Game Store. And all of us, of course, picked it up because what else are we supposed to do in this quarantine when nothing can be done physically? So we picked it up. We sat down. We've been playing that for the past couple of days, and it has personally for me been a blast. I've enjoyed it so much. I love enjoyed it for a while. Got a little toxic last time we played because uh, certain someone kept spawn killing me. (laughs) I love the idea of GTA having so many overarching things. Like you play GTA Online. And there are so many mini-games and parts of that game that you can get into where it feels like there's just always something new to do in it. Like, we were making Eurobeat, like, 80s cars, and you made a playlist, Connor. I made a 39-track Eurobeat playlist for us to drift around in in GTA. The thing so far has been, immediately, we all have just fallen into certain roles like connor and ryan are like the best drivers so far i'd say so brendan and i have been somehow the best shooters of the game (laughs) brendan (laughs) we played one night and we all hung out and we're playing some of these Uh... like survival modes and like team deathmatch and brendan he, I didn't know he was like literally just aim hacks in the brain, just Brendan like living, locked on, living, breathing aimbot. My man was just like, you turn the corner, and he was just like onto you, following, and just mowed you down. He had okay. twenty eight kills, while the next highest kill count was nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah um... it's gross. Teach me how you do know. it, please. It's literally just, I don't know what was going on that night. It was just, I was uh, like, all right, sweet. Pop, 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 pop. And especially you, Ian, you would like pop around a corner with a shotgun. And I'm just like, I'm over here with a three burst rifle. I'm just like, no. And then I had my time to shine. I thought it was awesome, though, the whole idea of like, there were tons of different game modes, and, like, a lot of them were fan-made ones, if I remember correctly. I know that uh, hide-and-go-seek one was. Like, we had fun with, like, a whole bunch of different, like, mini-games. It felt almost like playing Halo 3, like, custom games with people. Like, Forge mode? Yeah. Driftball. It, yeah. And, like... I don't know. There's something just fun about getting a group of people to play a whole bunch of mini games in it. Oh, yeah. The game itself, too, at this point, is so vast that there's so much to do that we could literally split off into a whole bunch of different teams. And people could be racing, people could be doing those like loot missions, people can be doing survival, team deathmatch, whatever. There's so much variety that everyone will find their thing. And obviously, this isn't new. 
GTA has been out for years now. Everyone probably knows, but the fact that they released it at this point in the pandemic and this point into quarantine, everything like that, it was probably one of their best moves because the resurgence in players has broken both the Epic Games service at some point and Rockstar Games services multiple times in the one or two weeks that it's been free right now. Mm. The amount of times we've tried to hop on and had to sit there and wait <laughs> half an hour to an hour to connect to the service so we could actually play the game is ridiculous. The amount of people they have playing is so oversaturated and full right now that the game's basically getting a second life. The game has just had a crazy amount of people on it now. And, like, I love playing big games with, like, groups of people. I can't sit there and wait 15 minutes for the loading screens just to get in Rockstar. Like, that's too mm. much time. I've always been a fan of uh, huge people like huge amount of people games like mmos open world games like this where it's a bunch of people everything like that i love that i love being able to sit down with any number of my friends and being able to do whatever we want and our friend group sadly is not that type of friend group where everyone likes the same type of games there's some people who don't like certain types some people who can't play certain types etc whatever it's sad because we have such an extensive friend group and we can't all sit down and play the same type of game. We can't all sit down and play GTA and have fun with it because some people don't care about it or don't want to play it or whatever. And it's sad, but to sit down and have a game like that where the potential is there to have 15, 20 people in your friend group sit down and play it and have a great time and be able to do everything is fantastic to me. And I truly think that everyone should grab it while it's free and try to give it a shot even if you don't think it'll be your cup of tea try it out i mean shit dude i was never really a fan of gta yeah hey, game would i don't know if it's still going to be free when this comes out but hey, look for free you can't go wrong trying a game this big and that you can play with this many people it really shows how I guess, picky or privileged people could be nowadays when it comes to games and stuff. When you see a AAA title game with $60 plus worth of content goes free, and people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want that. It's free forever, but I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't want it. It's like, it's free. I, why like, not pick it up at that point? Why would you not just grab it and maybe three years later, you're like, oh, I have GTA. Let me play that. You picked it up three years ago because it was free, asshole. Cool. That's what you're supposed to do. There's just so many games that are coming out where it's like, hey, we're giving you this. Hey, here's another two. Oh, Twitch has five games for you this month. And it's like, there's so many free games. And people are picky about it. Ryan, a month or so ago, introduced me to Humble Bundle. and <laughs> That's I the best found... part. I have found some of the best games I think I've ever played. Like, I got a game that I don't think any one of you would ever play because I will never think it's your type of game. And it's called Niche, or Niche. I, I, I really oh, that's the I remember that you were talking about that one. Yeah, so it's basically just a game about genetics, and you have this ferret cat weasel looking thing, 
and it's an adorable little creature. And you literally just roam the world finding other types of uh, this animal, and you breed, and you learn about genetics, you uh, try to create dominant uh, species of recessive species, and you're just trying to make your clan last as long as you can. You forge for food, you forge for supplies to make nests, and you just go on, have kids, you make new generations, each uh, thing only lasts about a month. Well, month game time, it's like 10 minutes in real time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just keep breeding and trying to basically make your favorite type of a weird cat, weasel, fox looking thing. You try and, to become the king of the food chain. Yeah, <laughs> and I've played maybe four hours of this game and I already know which genes I'm trying to go for. And like, you can't develop these genes. You have to find in the world a creature that has these genes and hope to God that uh, your offspring will have these genes. Like, It sounds like it's spore. So you mean like, like actual genetics? Uh, yeah. It's like genetics. real life. And it, I it's got hard most... mode spore. The Dark the... Souls, you would call it. <laughs> A dark spores. Adorable creature. It was black with violet eyes and fangs and just like a cuddly fur. And I'm like, you are absolutely adorable. Humble but bundle is always a really fun thing to see people get into when they first get into PC games because it's like it, you can buy so many games for so cheap on there and they put out bundles all the time now. I got XCOM with all but two uh, DLC for free. Or for the uh, subscription package. And it was mm. honestly insane. For me, Humble Bundle, I've gotten <laughs> a lot of, uh, like, PDFs and other web files for, like, D&D and other, like, tabletop RPG, like, uh, uh, other uh, stuff like that. There was one uh, that... There was one uh, that actually uh, looked over uh, Knights of Pen and Paper. If anyone knows that, like mobile game. Yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, that was uh, it's kind of like D and D light, uh, but and it's uh, well, pen paper, the whole like basis of a classic tabletop RPG. Speaking of I... paper, <laughs> I Speaking do want to say. Uh... Paper <laughs> Mario did come out with their announcement trailer, and that game's coming out very soon, which was very... very. It was surprising, because I don't think anyone expected a new Paper Mario game out on Switch right now. I didn't expect a new Paper Mario game. <laughs> After the last two, I did not expect them. Yeah, the last one was what, on the Wii? Um, No. No, there's, uh, I think it was the 3DS and the DS. It was Paper Mario Sticker Star and then Paper Mario Color Splash. So, a Paper Mario game. The last Mario game I've ever played myself was Mario 64. So, everyone here saw the trailer for the new Paper Mario game. Uh, What do you guys think of how it looks and everything? Game's out soon, so 
creepy Ooh. ass origami peach. Oh God, that I, was uh, a little absurd. Bitch is crazy. It's I got some cult vibes off of it. The way she was talking about being reborn, yeah, into origami and stuff like that. That was weird to me. And, and as someone who has never played a Paper Mario game or even really seen anything for Paper Mario, I have never even. I to be honest, I forgot that Paper Mario was a thing until you guys showed me that trailer. Um, <laughs> it seems cool what they're trying to do because I get from what I've seen at least some kind of mario odyssey open world vibes but it's 2d paper mario in a 3d space which Mm. seems really interesting and really cool yeah but as someone who has never seen anything for it what is it like gameplay wise like what is what is a a typical paper mario game like feel like Uh, it's probably i could yeah i could jump in and just tell you because i've i've actually played almost every single paper mario game Tell me. Tell me about um, it. So I'll, I'll take it from uh, Thousand Year Door because that was the one on the GameCube and that's the one I played the most of. Honestly, uh, Basically, you have a badge system where you collect different badges, each of them. You can do different things, get different abilities. Some are just cosmetic, actually. Um, others make it like you do more damage during this type of battle or in this health state. Um, And then you can level up your BP, which is badge points, HP, or uh, what's the other one? BP, HP. Ooh. Oh, health. No. Power. I think there's just a power, generic power increase. I think you're right. Yeah. um, Anyway, but um, basic RPG type of game. Um, turn by turn, you there are partner systems. So you have a partner who can give a certain certain abilities or buffs or whatever. Um, and then it's just a um, adventure, pretty much an adventure storyline. You're going through this main conflict. I mean, in Thousand Year Door, um, I forget I forget the exact reason why but uh these people in space the x-naughts take princess peach and then they start experimenting with this thousand year door that has all this secret and dark energy and stuff behind it and then you know uh peach becomes dark peach and then she starts trying to kill you and you gotta beat her and that's like the final boss fight but spoilers (laughs) final boss i mean the game's been out for like 12 years yeah so, yeah it's, it's had a healthy runtime so it's yeah. like it's like kind of like mario rpg like it's an rpg mario game yeah like mario yeah i luigi. would say it's most similar to that mario luigi inside story kind of thing yeah although Fun yeah game, actually the, the mario and luigi games are pretty similar to the paper mario games but like um paper mario you you do certain abilities with like with flipping. being paper Right, be in paper, be in an airplane, like a boat. You can roll yourself up and that kind of Squeeze stuff. Squeeze in between walls for Squeeze, some secret yeah. areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that seems cool. I'm watching the trailer, throwing in the, no 3D, arms. the throwing in the 3D element of origami, and like I think I saw some paper mache and stuff in there too. Yeah. Seems the really cool. Style. Really interesting. Yeah, 
I've always been a big fan of the art style, especially in like Thousand Year Door and the original Paper Mario. And it seems like Origami King. I mean, they've all kind of had a their own art style, at least for um, Super Paper Mario and Sticker Star. Uh, but I really like the Origami King one. It looks different. It looks talking, very nice. Talking about 3D, like, in that game, reminded me that Nintendo made the 3DS, and mm-hmm. I think that just goes to say how much, like, bigger the Switch is than the 3DS, because I completely forgot about that console entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I still own my 3DS. Oh, I have it one. It was so I just... gimmicky. We had one... Nintendo system ever, and that was the Nintendo Wii. And honestly, mm. probably not even worth it. I barely ever played it. Uh-huh. The only games I think I've ever beaten on the Nintendo Wii was Star Wars Force Unleashed. And on the Co- Wii? Yeah, yes. they, they had a port. It was absolutely completely different than uh, the one on uh, PS4 and Xbox, because the all the bosses were different. There was different story. It was mad weird. And then I played Call of Duty Four on the Wii. On the Wii, yeah. It, it was the hardest, hardest way to play Call of Duty. <laughs> oh man, the game that I have. Dude's over. doing light gun Call of Duty. Yeah, we're exactly. meeting G I, I over bought, there. I bought the fr- like gun frame for Call of Duty. So yeah, it was, it was like. Basically, an uh, SMG frame, and you're just like, okay, bang bang. Let's play Call of Duty. Oh man, the Wii—that's a horrible experience. I uh, want to mention because we talked about it in last week's podcast. uh, Cyberpunk had a fan film come out where they teamed up with. I guess it was just, like, a group of cosplayers in a video, like, creator and stuff just was like, hey, we really are excited for this, and let's shoot something based on it. And I sent it to you guys. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, I want to say they tweeted it out, giving it more attention, and sounds like they're going to put out more. Yeah, it was called uh, Phoenix Protocol, wasn't it? Yeah. Now yeah. was it was it released or was it just the teaser trailer? Just the teaser trailer for now. Just so the teaser. They, Even that looks good. It looks super clean. The visuals, like the way the the camera shots, the lighting, everything looked very professional. And Ryan, as an actual you know cinematographer, like cameraman and everything like that, what were your opinions on it? Um. So looking at it, I really appreciated how they used color in it. And they went for a really, you mentioned it, uh, John Wick look. And like John Wick, Kill Bill, the style of like silhouettes and stuff. Uh, It looked like it was just Brendan shooting like in GTA. So like it was rough. Uh, But it's super well edited. The cuts were clean and everything on it. And I'm excited to see more. I ended up following the creator of it on Twitter. Comparing it to John Wick, I think is very, very like I I don't know how to phrase it. Like watching the clip, 
it reminded me of a very specific scene in John Wick. I'm pretty sure you've all seen John Wick before, right? Yeah. I have not. Okay, well, Ian, this is a spoiler, but the movie's like six years old. There's a I scene, don't mind. There's a scene in John Wick where Keanu Reeves, the main actor, goes into this Russian club slash bathhouse. Oh. And it just reminded me completely of that scene because the dance floor and all the colors in that movie and just like the clean and like almost com- very accurate ways of shooting guns uh, in the movie and in the fan uh, film was very expertly done, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. John Wick. Keanu, Keanu Reeves actually went through gun training for gun that training. movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I've watched videos of like uh, spec ops and army rangers critiquing how John Wick uh, performs in the movie, and they're like, they can quickly identify the gun he's wielding by sound and will count off the bullets uh, as he's shooting, and they're like, yeah, he got the <laughs> clip correctly uh, and perfectly reloaded it. I'm like, it's <laughs> insane that like a lot of people go to that much of an effort to make something look realistic. It's funny that you mentioned how, uh, John Wick and everything like that because in the, the, the trailer for the short film or whatever, there is a cosplayer who is cosplaying as Keanu Reeves' character in Cyberpunk. I think it's Johnny, Johnny Silver. Steel. Johnny Silver, Johnny Silver, who is, I think, a rock star something uh, like that. Yeah, he's a rock star gang member. Rock star mm-hmm. gang member, whatever. <laughs> but it's literally just Keanu Reeves with a robot arm and like a bunch of cool sci-fi weapons and shit, and the f- the fan film trailer shows him this actor who looks or this uh, cosplayer who looks very much like Keanu Reeves, doing a very good cosplay of him, oh, doing yeah. a very good impression of John Wick, where he's like flicking, shooting, whatever. He's like jumping off walls, doing these cool stunts, whatever. And the film itself looked incredible. And I know Chris and Ian, you guys don't know a lot about cyberpunk. Not yeah, at all. I do not. We had talked about the customizable genitalia last week, <laughs> which you guys should totally check out if you haven't watched last week's episode. But Cyberpunk, you guys can do this a lot. You, Brendan and Ryan, especially, you guys can talk about this a lot better. So I'm going to give a little rundown. You guys feel free to critique me or fix it any way you want. Go for it. Um, Cyberpunk is a game being developed by CD Projekt Red that is based on a tabletop system for a game of the similar... Same of the name. Same name, same name uh, which is Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. is one of the additions, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's basically, from what I've gathered, from everything I've seen there like that, it is a first or third person shooter action game, whatever that has RPG elements like stats and different skill trees and stuff like that um, and different abilities you can unlock. And it's set in this dystopian cyberpunk future where there's like floating cars and everything's neon and people have robot implants and cybernetic implants and shit. And you play as, I think, either the leader or just a member of a gang um and you get to create your own character and fully customize it and change their build their like their stats their attitude whatever and they're go perfect. through the world and their genitalia <laughs> their genitalia um 
and go through the world and basically live the life as a gangster and do whatever you want and like do different missions as a gangster and do different things and just cause havoc in the open world. And Keanu Reeves is a rock star gang member named Johnny Silver who's got a robot arm and everything like that. And he's pretty cool. Um, so obviously you guys feel free to critique anything I just said if I got anything wrong. No, you hit most of bullet points with it. The one thing I'm thinking is the reason it is cyberpunk comes down to a lot of the time it's like the enhancements on people and like replacing of like body parts and stuff and how that then starts to blur the line for who's a person and stuff. But mm. besides that, you got everything right on it. Yeah, something that they also touch in on the game with that sort of, like, uh, mechanical versus, like, uh, physical flesh uh, is uh, something that they also explore in the game. Uh, because in w one of the trailers, they have you uh, do a neural net dive, which is essentially you plug in and you're going onto virtual space. That is an actual mechanic in... Uh, the tabletop game that's given a bit more depth because there are different rules for this uh, for that and uh, basically they uh, what they're doing is just uh, putting a uh, really uh, from at least the trailers that we've seen a uh, pretty decent story uh, so far uh, and adding RPG elements on top of that, and then further expanding everything that we've uh, gotten from both the source books and everything else from the tabletop, which I'm personally excited to see in uh, a media like this. I think it's really cool. It's so everyone has been talking about this game and being like, hey, it's going to be this really big thing. It's made by CD Projekt Red, they made The Witcher and stuff. This is a completely new style of game. It's Deus Ex. It's Deus Ex made by a different developer. And yeah, I was going to ask that, because when Connor was describing it, I was very much getting Deus Ex vibes. It has the whole system of, like, you, they had a gameplay, like, uh, <laughs> video out at one point. And that gameplay video was them going into, like, a building and going up to a gang leader and you could go in and just start killing everyone you could go in and like sneak in the one side you could go through a like locked door like hacking and stuff and like that all is really cool stuff and it's cool that you can do that in this game that was a lot of the similar stuff that deus ex did and mm. it was similar a fallout <coughs> at the time as uh, because uh, while they share similar aspects, I've played. Uh, I've actually played both of the, um, both of the newer uh, Deus Ex games, as well as Fallout Three and New Vegas a bit. Uh, so I can definitely see where you're coming from. It's very very similar in terms of just like core aspects, but I feel that uh, while comparisons can be made. It's more of a tonal thing, because while both of them sort of uh, deal with that sort of like physical versus like augmentation, uh, this oh well, Deus Ex seems to be a bit like more neo noir 
while as cyberpunk is a bit uh fantastical in terms of it because you look at a uh, screenshot of both uh representation uh cyberpunk is colorful and very very vibrant neon. As, yeah neon up in your face <laughs> while deus ex is shades of gray brown with the occasional hint of yellow dull yeah. tones mm-hmm. see i've played one deus ex game and that was deus ex mankind divided yeah i don't know if that's their that's their newest title yep not a fan i honestly I tried playing it on multiple occasions, and whenever I play games, even I don't like it, I will continue till the end. I could not get past the second or third mission just because it didn't seem like all that fun of a game, and I'm hoping Cyberpunk proves me wrong, and I hope it's much better than Deus Ex. There's only been two games I've ever just completely put down and will never revisit. Deus Ex Mankind Divided, and then it was, it's Kill Zone. it's the newest Kill Zone. I don't know the full title of it. To me, they were just, they had great potential, just they failed to hit the mark. And I mm-hmm. really hope, because with the look of Cyberpunk, it looks invigorating, it looks eye-catching beyond all belief, and I hope it's just a better game than, uh, Mankind divided. Bringing it back to our main point, and the most important thing, obviously, is this short film. For one, looks incredible. <clears throat> Clearly, the the person filming it and directing it has a, a clear set vision in mind and is doing everything in their power to make it look amazing, which it does. I was entirely captivated just from the trailer and I want to watch the fuck out of the movie very, very quickly and very often and probably multiple times in one sitting. Um, and probably the biggest thing for me, at least, is the fact that this game isn't even fully released yet. This game has been pushed back, I think, multiple times. Five times, it's, right? It's been in the works for years at this point, And... It has built up such a devout following already that these people have taken times out of their probably busy cosplay and work schedules or whatever to create cosplays specific for this game and this theme and film a short film about it. That's incredible dedication and that's incredible, I guess, brand loyalty or fan fanmanship or whatever the word would be. I'm I'm blanking on what it would be, but It's incredible to me that these people are so passionate about the game that hasn't even been out yet that they're willing to sit down and make this and have what's probably going to be an amazing short fan film. And I can't wait to sit down and watch it. And I know you guys are probably the same way, or at least most of you. And we're probably going to end up having a viewing party of it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I... Go for just the visuals and everything. I'm a sucker for neon. I love <laughs> neon and like low lights and everything like that. And that is entirely what the 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 trailer showed. I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy had neon purple contact lenses that were like robot eyes. Straight yeah. up purge movie. That is cool as hell to me. Yeah, and that the- was sick. The costumes, the music, 
the you know the action everything about it sold me where it was the first 10 seconds and i paused it and went yep i'm watching this i yeah thought it was the, really cool how the dedication all of the dedication that they showed has made me a fan in like less than 10 seconds. So I'm already excited. I'm waiting for it. It's cool seeing all of the community already like coming together before the game's even out. And like it's uh, fans that were like people that really were into The Witcher. I ended up looking and seeing one of the main actors in the trailer. <clears throat> Uh, he had a video of him just, like, dressed as Geralt going around Disneyland. Just, like, riding teacups. Just, like, sitting there, two swords on his back and everything. And it's mm -hmm. like, these are fans of their, like, other games, and they're just excited for the new one. Yeah, I think watching that film actually got me way more interested in it. Because, obviously, I had no clue what this game even was but just seeing that it's like really nice color palette um i mean you know the video obviously different than the video game but that video was really well shot really well put put out um definitely got me interested in like what the game's gonna look like and how it's gonna play and that kind of stuff i've not seen the trailer for cyberpunk and i can honestly say that the fan film has already kind of got me wanting to either play this game or watch people play this game because I'm poor. Mm. And like, I, I'm very excited to see how this game actually turns out and hopefully it lives up to the hype. Five years in the making, if it doesn't come out as this beautiful golden fruit of a game, CD Projekt Red's fucked up somewhere along the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good. We don't need another Duke Nukem Forever situation. Oh man, that game. We don't need another Brink. Oh, oh, bro. oh my! Wait, that was CD Projekt Red? No, 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 no. But just no. the whole situation with it. The whole situation with it. I was so hyped for that game to come out. <laughs> didn't wait. Didn't that also inspire Destiny? Didn't Brink inspire Destiny? I could have sworn that they uh. Just like the visual aspects. I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's really funny just hearing this because I don't know what Brink is, but the fact that it like could well, relate to Destiny or whatever. How many games like have such a similar con like not concept but art style and sort of play style to them? Like I don't know, there's so there's... many different like connections that we've made just talking about like Crucible. Uh, and all that kind of stuff, just kind of wild. Uh, it's it's it, interesting how many how many games come out and they're like, oh, I could, you know, kind of looks like this one or that one. You know? Oh, it reminds me of this. Yeah. <laughs> games you got Tomb Raider Uncharted. Tomb Raider Uncharted. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of films, did you guys know that there's going to be an Uncharted film? Yes. I did not, no. I did not. I, uh, so I have played every single one of the Uncharted games to completion. I am so excited. What I love the Uncharted series so much that for a 
social studies project in the seventh grade, I chose to do a, a project on Sir Francis Drake. I remember that. <laughs> like, I love those games so much. And when I found out the movie was coming out, I was like, awesome. And they had oh, yeah. a fan film created a few years yeah. ago. That, that's what spawned the idea for the film. Yeah. To get the ball rolling on it. And the fan film was created by Nathan Fillion, which blew my mind. Like, it wasn't just some friends coming together or, like, a school project. No, it was something put together by Nathan Fillion because he loved the game so much. And he is going, he's actually cast as Nathan Drake now. Is he? Yeah, because in the, uh, in the like short film that you're talking about, he was Nathan Drake. I know he was Nathan Drake in the short film. I didn't know he was the um, cast uh, for Nathan Drake in the actual film. Yes, uh, yeah, it's because of that that he got the role. I can't wait to see who they cast as Sully. I can't remember who they put. I I'm very excited. It's definitely going to be a great time. Absolutely. As someone who's, I mean, I've never played the Uncharted games because I've never owned a PlayStation other than like a PS2 back in the day. Um, but it's basically like a, a, a kind of similar to Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Different, mm-hmm. similar. No. Uh, yes it's no. similar. Tomb Raider and Uncharted are close enough where you could just copy one character out of the game and paste it into the other and you'll be fine and like it's same gameplay for the most part and everything mm. Mark Wahlberg is Sullivan Mark oh. Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg it has Tom Holland and Antonio Banderas oh cause Tom Holland's playing the young young yeah yeah Wow. Interesting. Oh, I am so excited for that. The power of short films. Do you think um, Uncharted is an underrated game? Because oh. I remember playing one game on PS3, and it was um, not the best experience. I feel like Uncharted was a very big game when it first came out. And the first three games were, like, a big deal for a lot of people. And then Tomb Raider got good again. And everyone was like, okay, that's really cool. I'm going to play these. And they burned themselves out on playing Uncharted now. Mm-hmm. See, the fourth Uncharted, to me, felt like nothing like any of the other Uncharted games. like. My favorite has been Uncharted 2 because the story to that was awesome, followed by Uncharted 3, which a lot of people didn't really like. But Uncharted 2, I have to say, was the best one because honestly, just the environmental, uh, like, aesthetics was beautiful. Like, when you're getting to the near the end, and it has, I don't want to say neon, but almost like fluorescent lighting from just the environment it was just beautiful uncharted 4 
to me was too just uh, vast. It was like too much going on in the background that like you could get confused very easily. Mm. Mm. I mean, I have seen <clears throat> barely anything about Uncharted, if I'm honest. I have literally had no exposure to the franchise whatsoever. So it's very interesting to me that it's had that big of a, an impact on the gaming community and everything, period, that it's getting its own movie. Connor, if you want, I'll give you my PS4 because I have all four Uncharted games on PlayStation Plus and CD. I will give you my PS4 for you to uh, play them all. I yeah, Honestly, I'd be entirely down for that. If it's getting its own movie and it's 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 this hype and everything like that, I'd love to experience it and see what it's like because... If if it's one of your favorites and it's something that's impacted you so much, I would love to experience it and see what that's like. Here's the thing. Uncharted is made by probably one of my favorite game companies, and that's Naughty Dog. Because Naughty Dog has made The Last of Us, Uncharted, and my ultimate game series, Jack and Daxter. Mm. And they have, to me, consistently just put out great looking and great feeling games i mean absolutely jack and daxter is a fantastic franchise period no one can convince me otherwise <laughs> oh, i love God. jack three i loved watching uh the last of us jack it was such three. a such a good thing to just watch on like youtube walkthroughs or whatever they just... have very good storytelling and writers at there and like it shows in all of the games that they've been making and they're trying to grow as writers with, like, their Last of Us story is... It can hit a lot of people. And I think their story in Uncharted was very good and still holds up today. See, what I found awesome about Last of Us was... The Last of Us almost didn't become a game. Uh, I was reading because as I'm a fan of Jack and Daxter, and it had a very big cliffhanger at the end of Jack 3. The Last of Us, when it was originally in development, was going to be Jack and Daxter 4. And then they were like, it could do well as uh, Jack and Daxter 4, but then they were like, no, let's rehaul it and make it a whole different game. And then they went on uh, a zombie tangent and created a fantastic game. And took uh, inspiration from real-life organisms. A little terrifying. Yeah. Though it's only a parasite that infects ants, so it should never actually, you know, harm humans. But we never know, because, you know, now we have (laughs) COVID-19. Who knows? First, COVID-19. Next, fungus zombies. <laughs> what a what a twist that would be. M. Night I mean, Shyamalan is God. If if that's the way the world goes, that's a pretty interesting way. I mean, we'll all be prepared. I don't know about that, Chief. Oh, no, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> no. Wait, who, who out of this group do you think would survive in a zombie apocalypse? You and Ian. Wow, that was you were quick uh, on that. That was a quick draw. Nah, I don't know about me so much. As What's all of your zombie is... plans? 
as someone who has had a zombie apocalypse plan since I was like 12, I think about this a lot. For my, uh, for me, I know that I have, uh, like, I know how to forge for food, like, shelter, that stuff, no problem. Dealing with people would be the issue. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I, like... would, I would say something wrong, and someone would be like, no, and uh, that would just be the end. That, and I'm also, uh, <laughs> taking a cue out of Zombieland, thank you, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, cardio. Uh, I hate cardio. See, I feel like I'd get myself killed doing something stupid. Oh, probably. <laughs> what? I, listen, I never said you wouldn't die. I'm saying that the people with the like the highest likelihood of surviving is you and Ian, and I have reasons. The main ones being me and Brandon are very out of shape, so we would not make it very long. Period. Especially if there was long bouts of cardio or other physical activity. Ryan would probably be fine in that aspect, but he has a weakened immune system, so the disease or other type of things would probably take him out pretty early on. Yeah. And then Chris and Ian, you both are very physically fit, but you're both total fucking idiots. <laughs> so you'd probably live for like a, a bit, but oh, what's in this door? Oh, what's yeah, over this cliff? Ian would be the type of person to eat a rotting can of beans, be like, hell yeah, and then contract uh, like some syphilis and just be like, oh shit. He got syphilis beans. If I'm surviving, I'm going to Connor's house and grabbing one of his katanas and just becoming a samurai. These things don't work, brother. They're made of aluminum. <laughs> oh, are they? I'm a, I'm, a window, I'm a window samurai, dude. These things aren't real. They don't cut shit. I think I'm the only one here with like an actual blade. Alright, then I'll take my bow staff. I think the problem I would have in a zombie apocalypse is that someone would like come into my camp and be like, hey, give me everything you got, and I'd be like, uh, okay, just don't hurt me. <laughs> just take you it. Just constantly get You're robbed. Back at square one! In, in, in. That would Dang. be robbing you. How many times <laughs> do you have to rob me in one month? Look, man, here you got some times day. already. Stop getting all the good stuff. Well, I got I, the biggest question here, and this is a question that a lot of people are going to be, hmm, about who's the most likely to take in the pretty girl who's secretly bitten and then get killed in their sleep because they were a simp. So uh, who's who the biggest it? simp? Who, who, who is it? Oh, uh, Ian. I think I would just do it for the whole, like, Oh, trying to help someone out, and I think that's how I would fuck myself over. Mm. I mean, your answer. Uh. My answer. Given how Ian technically has a girlfriend right now, I'm gonna say not him. If he was yes. single and uh, was single for as long as he was before, I'd say absolutely Ian in a heartbeat. <laughs> but right now, I'm gonna go with you, Chris. I could see him. Yeah, I was gonna say Chris, me. You the type of dude, cause you're all muscly and cool and everything like that, just very socially awkward. You're the type of dude where some girl who she's bitten, but you don't know that. You don't know that. Comes up to you and she's like, please help me. Chris is that kind of tip fedora gentleman that would be like, Of course, m'lady, get in my hummer. I shall protect you. Katana <laughs> ablazing. 
Chris is a tier three sub, so like Chris is a tier three sub, exactly. <laughs> Chris Chris has been subbed to the OnlyFans for two years now. He's ready. I feel like y'all are trying to roast me, but I'm taking this straight as a compliment because all I'm hearing is I'm a fucking gentleman. Uh, now I'm curious. You're gonna man. die. <laughs> Someone had one of you had said before, I can't remember who it was literally a couple of minutes ago. What are our zombie apocalypse plans? Yeah. Does anyone want to go over that? I'll, I'll start if you guys want, but... Go, go for it. it. Go for it. So, I will say, this is a plan that I have had since I was 12 years old when I was asked in summer camp, hey, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? Uh, where I live, there is a small, not well-known gun store tucked in a corner Uh kind of in the middle of town it is tucked away that i don't like i didn't even know it existed until i was 12 kind of thing 12 13 whatever so i mean i don't know how many people actually know it's there whatever but my whole plan would be i see some zombie apocalypse shit happening whatever i gather whatever boys of mine are close enough like brendan's 10 minutes away ryan's 15 ian is probably like 30 I'm a, 30 right I'm a little now further now but and then Chris is all, like also like 10 minutes away with Brennan. I would gather whoever the fuck out of my friends is around and in the area. I would take my family, um, which probably is a bad idea already because it's a lot of gathering people. But social distancing. Grab, grab everyone I can. Go straight to that little gun store. Rob the fuck out of it. And then once we're kitted the fuck out, if we don't die from that, head as far north into canada as i could <laughs> why because because canada? canada cold my guy zombie don't work well in the cold <laughs> how do you know that maybe it's a different uh, zombies zombie. don't know yeah. to dress in like jackets zombies, and yeah, like beanies yeah bro if i if i just have to live in like frozen ass quebec or some shit like that <laughs> like nova scotia someplace if i'm sitting there ice fishing but i'm alive and these corpses can't get me because they're freezing we live in corpses don't have hot chocolate you're just hanging out fishing Cor corpses don't have circulation they can't heat up their bodies using homeostasis uh i have a when similar they move, plan. They create mechanical energy and heat up their bodies that way Chris, it's dead rotting flesh. Yeah, and I got nothing. They're moving. Uh, what did like? Okay, I'm not gonna go into the physiology of a zombie. <laughs> yeah, for my plan, it's kind of similar to Connor, of where, uh, except like I've already got the, uh, like I know I've got a shotgun in the house. Uh, I, I know where I can get a rifle fairly easily. Uh got a bow like i'm already somewhat kitted <laughs> and uh for me it would just similar not maybe like far north probably to i would say uh the great lakes area north end of that because it's cold enough to where like most people would just not want to go there as like an escape plan and you all know me i'm a polar bear to begin with and I've uh, done uh, my family's deep south. I know how to hunt. I know how to uh, make traps. I know how to uh, gather food, uh, get clean potable water, uh, and all that other type of shit. And, like, I'd be set uh, taking whatever friends and family that I can 
So, like, how many hours on Rust do you got? Uh, I've got uh, a total of, like, none. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't even own Rust. Yo, I can think I can survive just by living in the wet works of anyone's community and just figuring out how to do stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, I wouldn't go north. I would go to an island. Because I doubt these motherfuckers know how to swim. Unless we're talking, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Always <laughs> walking go... at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> just go live on a cruise ship, and they can't climb onto the cruise ship if they're on the bottom of the ocean. If you don't have an anchor down, I they think can't climb up. All of this also depends on, like, what type of zombies it is. Oh, Absolutely. if we're talking like 28 right. days later, yeah, we're all like fucked. <laughs> <laughs> 28 virus, we're fucked. Uh, we're just going to get destroyed immediately if it's Never like that. It. 28 days later, the virus is spread by blood contact, like bodily fluid contact. Um, so like if blood splashes on you, you're fucked. Like literally, blood to skin contact infects yeah. you, Ooh. and um. The infection is fast acting almost immediately, I think. About from, five in minutes. Cases, five cases, like five <laughs> minutes, whatever. And it is literally people who are just f- pure fucking rage. They sprint. Oh, is this the movie of Ragers? Pretty yeah. much. Okay. A shit ton of energy, everything mm. like that. So it's basically sprinting track, track star, like unholding. Tell me back. if I was angry. Yes. But <laughs> okay. consistently. I'm always angry. Don't hold God here. What about you, Ian? Ian? What's your what's your zombie apocalypse plan? Yeah. See, that's why I would die first. I don't <laughs> have, a have a plan. You don't I have a plan. I don't have a plan. <laughs> You've never been like, yo, I'll hit up Walmart and then just like chill at home. Yeah, you know the the one thing I thought about my my dad's old apartment. The only way that we could get to the door was through like a ladder well not a ladder stairs sorry stairs going up <laughs> from the outside of the house the only thing i've thought about zombie apocalypse if it happened is that i would just cut those stairs off <laughs> out then. and then we're good <laughs> ian's just going cloverfield lane just like locked yeah. up he's just yeah. like i'm here i'll last however long ian's that like, dude for like he'll be walking in public and the zombie apocalypse starts and he'll go Oh shit! That's like just just oh no! I'll just be like, better go In get some actuality, eggs. I think I just go stuck here for a while. Well, rob a game store and just get a bunch of consoles and play until I die. <laughs> That's the realistic one. I don't know. Like my whole thing for a zombie plan, I've been like. Oh, I can hold out. Like, I know how to put stuff together myself and everything. But looking at it, I'm like, nah, you're going to die right away. You're fucked. So just like, you can have that plan. Uh, You're going to like trip and they're just going to like gnaw your face off and just like, it's going to be something dumb. But don't get me wrong. My plan is not well thought out in the slightest because the chance of gathering people, the chance of successfully robbing a gun store, making it all the way to North Canada, like, there's a lot of wild factors. There's a variable too. I'm not a physically fit person. There's a lot of times I can fuck up and die. I mean, yeah, the probability of actually coming out and surviving are just so slim because there's 
way too many people, especially where we live. Oh, like, really? Yeah, that'd be. It would also just be easy to rob gas stations because you can just press uh, like in any other state besides Jersey, you can just press cash, and just never pay. I mean, yeah, until you get like yeah. armored people who already locked down the gas stations and they're gonna kill you if you come any closer. I That's think where I come in, the best part, or not the best part, but the most interesting part of apocalypse type scenarios is that if they actually came to fruition you would see people's true natures that is when all the bullshit and the facades would drop and that's when you see a person at their core oh yeah the only other and... time i can think of it is a shopping cart exactly and i feel like that right there is the perfect perfect part to wrap this up for this week's Madhouse podcast. All right, we're going to go ahead and do our plugs. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Graham. You can find me on Instagram at Graham, D-A dot B-O-I dot G-R-A-H-A-M. And you can follow me on Twitch at MadBoyStreams. And that's M-A-D-B-O-I-S-T-R-E-A-M-S. And then, Ian, go ahead and start plugging, my guy. All right. So you can follow my culinary Instagram. That's Ian's Culinary Life. No spaces. And uh, I, uh, I'm i on Twitch occasionally. Not so much this week, but I'll be back on it. And that is uh, Papa Fig with two Ps. P-A-P-P-A-F-I-G. All right. Chris, go ahead and plug. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris Siragusa, C-H-R-I-S-I-R-A-G-U-S-A, all one word, one S, or Chris Does Nature, uh, uh, Chris underscore nature, uh, Chris underscore does underscore nature, and you can follow me on Snapchat, uh, as Chris Siragusa, uh, same as the first Instagram. Sounds good. Brandon! <laughs> well, same as, uh, usual. Nothing uh, changed. You can um, still have that photography Instagram that I just haven't been able to do anything with, which is uh, synthetic lens, this time with an underscore, because for some reason. New account. It's dumb. Instagram. Why? That's it. All right. Ryan. I am posting on YouTube, trying to put out videos at least once a month now. Uh, at the Rhino, and then I am also on Instagram at the Rhino One Hundred, all one word, and then the same spot, uh, Twitch, the Rhino One Hundred. Going to try and be on there a bit more. Sounds good. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Madhouse podcast. Catch you next time. Later, guys. See ya. See ya.